Welcome to the Ocean Hills Podcast. Our hope is that today's message would help you connect more deeply with God and with others. If you would like more information on what is happening in the Ocean Hills community, check out our website at oceanhills.org or download the Ocean Hills app. If you are encouraged by our ministry and would like to partner with us financially, you can give through your mobile device by texting Ocean Hills to 77977. We hope you enjoy this message. Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of today. Thank you for letting us be together in this way even. To hear your voice, to seek you, to follow you, to understand you more. God, we thank you that your ways are good, that your ways are better than our ways. And we proclaim that today as we've sung that. Help us now to understand it so we can live it out. And we cry out, God, to, uh, to you on behalf of our country and our world. Would you heal our land? Would you bring unity to our nation, God? God, we pray for what happened in Beirut this week. We pray that you would bring your comfort, your spirit, and just uh, cover all the people there, God, in that tragedy. You are such a good God, and so we trust you and we thank you. In your name, Jesus, amen. Well, so good to be with you on this day. Thanks for inviting us into your home. It's simple, but it's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. It applies to so much in life, doesn't it? There's a big difference between simple and easy, even though they sound similar. Simple means it's easy to understand. It's uncomplicated. Easy means something is achieved without effort. Simple, but not easy. You know, during COVID, I don't know about you, but we have been watching some new shows with our family, and uh, we've been catching up on Master Chef. And hopefully you've seen the Master Chef at some point. Master Chef is a, is a great show, and it's this amazing show where these chefs come together and they take simple ingredients and they make something incredible and tasty and delicious, or as Gordon Ramsay might say, disgusting and just nasty, you know? And so we, we've been enjoying this, and one of the episodes caught my attention because Gordon Ramsay, he asked the contestants to make scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggs, two ingredients, simple, but not easy. You watch him make scrambled eggs. And I actually went on YouTube to watch it again because I was so fascinated. He took so much care in making scrambled eggs. And uh, 42 million people had watched him make scrambled eggs on YouTube. Things are simple sometimes, but not easy. We've been going through Colossians 3. This, is, this just reminded me of this chapter with, that Paul's been writing to us. The, in Colossians 3, verse by verse, it's been a great study. And we've been um, just encouraged by God's word and going through it slowly. And uh, it's been about the curriculum for Christ-likeness. It's about how to love God well, how to love others well, that we've, we've been given a new life in Christ. We get to put, take off the old life and put on the new life. It's simple, but it's not easy. And we have a new way of thinking. We see things differently. We have a new lens that God gives us to see people, to see ourselves, to see uh, the world with. It's simple, 
but it's not easy. And then last week, John talked about the word whatever. Whatever you do, do it as a representative of Jesus. Simple, but not easy. And now we come to the final section of Colossians 3. And Paul gets super practical with us. He gets super practical and he, and he says basically, hey, if you want to follow Jesus, if you want to be a follower of Jesus and live this abundant life Jesus calls us into and become like Jesus, it starts with your most important relationships. It starts at home. That's where it begins. Your faith is lived out at home first. Maybe your home looks like this right now. Lockdown's been a challenge, I know, for so many of us. And what a great moment it is to talk about this, that it begins in the home. It begins with our most important relationships. It's an inside-out faith. It's not, it's not this private faith that I keep to myself or this public faith that I just have on social media. It begins with personal relationships. And so... I have uh, a, a few thoughts I want to give you on marriage and parenting the next two weeks. This is, these are going to be the topics. And I want to give a shout out to you if you're single today watching this. Don't tune out. This is for you too. Healthy relationships. These are principles about healthy relationships. And, and so having a significant other does not make you more significant. The goal of life is not marriage and parenting. It's becoming like Jesus. And so I just want you to hear that and I want you to stay tuned and you're, God's going to speak to you to this, uh, through this too. So here's our, one, our two verses to soak in and marinate in today. Colossians 3, 18 and 19. Colossians 3, 18. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting to those who belong to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and never treat them harshly. Wives, submit to your husbands. Wait. Did he just say the S word? You'd think this was a four-letter word in some contexts, I know. It's maybe the most hated verse in the Bible. It's maybe also the most misunderstood and misused verse in the Bible. Tragic and gross things have been done in the name of submission in our world. Women have been put down and oppressed in the name of submission. So we need to look at this verse. We need to understand what does this verse mean? Why would Paul possibly say this? And first thing is it's clear in scripture. It's clear in scripture that Paul is writing that we are all equal in Jesus Christ. We are all his beloved children, men and women alike. Every color, every nation, every culture, every gender. Galatians 3.28, there is no Jew or Greek, slave or free, male or female. We are all one in Christ. There is no hierarchy in Christ. So the first thing to know, submission does not mean inequality. Submitting is not about being less valuable. It's about, not about being inferior or less worthy. Jesus submitted to the Father his whole life, all the time yet they're an equal part of the Trinity. Submission is not about being quiet or not having a voice or just going with whatever the, person, the other person says. Submission is not about being a doormat or opening yourself to abuse. So 
throw away all those preconceived notions. Let's, let's take a look at what submission is. What does it mean to submit? Hypotasi is the Greek word. It's a military word. It's a, it's a word about an respecting another person's will, supporting their efforts, giving them the strength they need to succeed. Literally, it means put yourself under, arrange yourself under someone for a good and proper purpose. This is what Jesus did. He submitted to the Father. And although it's addressed to wives here, it's not simply just a female word in the scriptures. Ephesians 5.21, we're reminded the companion letter of Paul here, mutual respect and submission is the key. 521 is submit to one another, also addressed to men and women. So God's vision for marriage is, is mutual respect and submission, mutual love. So why does Paul drive home submission for the wives here? This is a highly debated topic and so much written on it, I, I could not even barely scratch the surface if I was going to try. So I think sometimes we just complicate things so much we totally miss the point. What Paul is saying here, I think, is, is that one of the main ingredients to a healthy marriage is submission. And in this context, submission is something the wives needed to pay attention to a little bit more. Submit yourselves to your, submit to your husbands as is fitting for those who belong to the Lord. Listen to that, as those who belong to the Lord. When we submit our lives to Christ, like John talked about last week, when we make him the Lord of our life, we can confidently submit to others in our relationships. We can support others. We can serve others. We can put others first because we know where our value comes from. We know where our worth comes from. We're submitting to Jesus. I picked Dr. Holly Beer's brain this week because she's a New Testament scholar at Westmont and also writing a commentary on Colossians. Um, she said that it's, it's really not surprising what the women were asked to do here. That's not what's surprising. What's surprising is that Paul addresses women directly that he speaks to them, not just about them. That would have been radical in the first century here. Paul is elevating the woman's status here. He's giving them agency. He is, is speaking to wives first. He's telling them this is theirs to give. Submission is theirs to give freely to their husbands. No one can demand it from them. That's radical for the first century household codes to have that. Paul was not trying to keep women in their place. He was empowering them. It's simple, but not easy. To live God's vision for marriage, it, it takes a daily submitting to another person, a laying down of my own agenda, an attitude that leads of respect that leads to honoring the other person by our words and our actions and believing the best in the other person, supporting their dreams and their desires. It's hard. It takes effort. It's simple, but not easy. The more surprising and radical word actually comes to the husbands here. Husbands, love your wives 
never treat them harshly. That might not sound radical to us, but Holly reminded me that love was not a part of the first century marriages. They did not get married because of love. It was a family thing. It was a status thing. Marriage was, the marriage household was an authoritarian institution where the man held all the power of life and death over his wife, kids, and slaves. And so Paul here is doing something radical. He's reshaping the house around Jesus who rules with a self-sacrificing love. And the word for love here, you, you probably have heard it. We've talked about it a few times in this chapter. It's agape. John gave a whole sermon on it a few weeks ago. You can go check it out. But this is an intentional word, agape. He didn't choose eros, the passionate love. He didn't say, husbands, make love to your wives. He didn't use phileo, the brotherly love. He didn't say, husbands, treat your wife like a pal. He said agape love, unconditional self-sacrificing love. That is what we're called to. That requires action. That is the picture of biblical love. You know, our culture has made love about feelings. It's about feeling good, about feeling in love, about falling in love. And that's really not what the Bible talks about when it talks about love. Love is about actions. Love is about sacrifice. And that's where submission and love are parallels here, I think, in the scripture. They both connotate self-sacrifice. There's so much to say about love, but God just put two things on my heart during this COVID season that I hope encourage you. One is we're called to a uniting love, a uniting love, a love that brings you together. So much of our world is pulling us apart. You might feel like this. And God's vision is, is oneness in marriage. It's two becoming one. It's, it's having hearts knit together and loving each other and enjoying each other and thriving in relationship. That's his vision. That's what we're called to live into. And we got to ask ourselves, are we doing things? Are we doing the things? Are we loving in a way that's bringing us closer together? Husbands, are, are you asking questions about her, about her life, about her heart, about her hopes, about her dreams? Are you doing things? Are you planning things that would bring you close together, planning things that she would love to do with you? What actions are you taking to bring you closer together? COVID is, is a moment where we get to reshape our lives a little bit and invest in the most important relationships. Maybe it's a great time for you to plan a picnic, to plan a, a hike, to plan a, a time with the beach. Simple, but not easy to do. Second is a gentle love. Never treat them harshly. Another pastor wrote this, treating my wife harshly is focusing on her shortcomings. When I'm always looking at a person's shortcomings, where they're not living up, where they're not doing what I think they should do, I get harsh with them. And, and that's what he's talking about here. Love is kind, not irritable. It keeps no records of wrong. A gentle love does not keep a checklist in marriage. 
It's easy to be gentle when things are going great, but this is a commitment when things are hard, when you come home and you're exhausted, when you're super busy, when you're stressed out, when the tension is high. This is what you're called. We're called to a gentle love in these times, when you're in the middle of a pandemic, which we are. COVID has been a pressure cooker for marriages, hasn't it? Tension is at an all-time high. Stress is at an all-time high. It is heating things up. Division is at an all-time high. Emerson Egrich, who wrote Love and Respect, he interviewed 7,000 people, and I thought this was so great. He said, the number one thing to help you in a marriage conversation is a loving and respectful tone. That is what he came away with. And John Gottman, another psychologist who studied over 2,000 couples, he said, the, the couples that lasted, they have adopted a strong undercurrent of love and respect in their tone with each other. I heard someone say, the tone of your voice will determine the tone of your marriage. That's so true. We're called to a gentle love, a kind love. And a question to ask yourself is, what's the temperature of your tone? in conversations. Love and respect, love and submission, they create an atmosphere where marriages can thrive. It's simple, but not easy. Paul is giving us a foundation here. He's calling us back to the basics. It's really a dance. It's a dance of loving and respecting and loving and respecting. And there's, a, there's a, an energizing circle that, that Emerson talks about in his book that I'm going to put up. And it's, uh, it's called the, the Energizing Circle in Marriage. And when, when you're love, when you feel loved and safe in love, then you're motivated to respect and to submit. And when you, when you respect and you submit, the other person is motivated to love more. And you get in this beautiful dance. And that's what this is all about. It's simple, but it's not easy. It takes work. It takes effort. It's self-sacrificing. And this is what husbands and wives are called to. Aaron and I, uh, we've been married 22 years this summer. So I feel like we have a little street cred now for marriage. And we've been through a lot of seasons together. But returning to the basics, returning to the fundamentals of our relationship have been so important. And just sitting down with each other and asking each other, how are we doing? How, how do you feel about our marriage? What's something I can do better? How can I love you better? How can I respect you better? What do you need? These are huge questions. And I just want to encourage you in this COVID moment, take time and sit down together and ask some good questions of each other. Get to know each other better. Don't miss this opportunity to grow, to change, to pivot. This is it. So here's a question I'm going to leave you with. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you personally in light of this passage? What is the Holy Spirit saying to you personally in light of this passage? Whether you're single, married, dating, whatever it is, that God, I believe, speaks through his word and he's going to speak to you today. Take a moment and think about that. And maybe if you're with your spouse, something you could share is just one thing I want to work on. Here's one thing, honey, 
I, I feel like God is telling me I want to work on. So God bless your marriages and uh, God bless your, your love as you grow together in this. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of marriage. Thank you that you are such a good God that you would create something like this to shape us and to mold us into the people you want us to become. God, use this passage today in our lives. In your name, amen. Before you re-enter your day, we hope that you will take just a few moments to pause and respond to what God has put on your heart through this message. Thank you again for listening to the Ocean Hills podcast. For access to more sermons, visit the Watch and Listen page on OceanHills.org or find them on the Ocean Hills app.